Hello, this is Gary and welcome to episode 43 of EV Musings, a podcast about electric vehicles and things that are interesting to electric vehicle owners. On today's show, we'll be talking about how you're dealing with lockdown and your EV. Before we get started, I wanted to ask how many of you have seen the new Jeff Gibb, Michael Moore film, Trashing Renewable Energy? It's called Planet of the Humans. Robert Llewellyn tweeted that he'd seen it and rated it very poorly. Now, it turns out that a Twitter user, Keetan Joshi, has done a debunking analysis of it all, and it seems that the documentary is based on data from 2012 and talking points pushed forward by fossil fuel companies. It's a little disappointing from Michael Moore, who has in the past produced well-researched stories, often with a left-wing focus, and has now been associated with a right-wing conspiracy theory-type product that is beneath him. So, in short, nothing to see here. Our feature topic today is dealing with your EV during the lockdown. Obviously, we're in a time of great change and upheaval. Nobody would have thought a number of months ago that we would be confined, for the most part, to our houses, with instructions not to leave unless for medical or food needs. As a result, our vehicle usage has dropped through the floor. This has had both positive and negative impacts for everyone. Media is full of pictures and charts showing how the lack of fossil fuel burners in city centres has dropped the amount of pollution that's been created. Famous pictures of LA without smog and views of the Himalayas from Indian cities have been splashed all over social media and the news, and this is all good. But there is a downside to all this. Our EVs are standing, for the most part, in our driveways or on the street without being moved. Now, generally, there are two issues associated with this, and I want to address them both here. The first issue is the state of charge of the battery. As a general rule, lithium-ion batteries should not be kept fully charged for too long. If you've plugged your car in, charged it up to 100% then left it there, this might become a problem over time. In a recent podcast episode, we linked to a video from battery expert Ewan McTurk, who gave his thoughts on what to do with your battery state of charge during lockdown. His advice is to keep the state of charge between 50% and 80%. These figures may seem random, but they're there for a reason. 50% is the lowest charge it's advisable to go to, but which will still give you some range to travel if there's an emergency. And 80% is the highest charge to go to, which will not adversely affect the life of the battery via degradation. Obviously, these figures are advisory. Some vehicles, such as Tesla, have a buffer at the top, which means you can keep it fully charged and it won't cause a problem. It's all very much a personal choice. For me, I've got the Kia Soul sitting outside around 80-82% and I'm happy to leave it there. It's now unplugged from the mains and it will stay there until I need it. The second issue is the 12 volt battery. This is the battery that runs things such as car alarms, lights, radio, etc. It also provides an electronics check when you first start your EV. So, even though a battery is not needed to crank a starter motor over, if your 12 volt battery charge drops too low, your EV won't start. I found this out the hard way when it happened to me on a vehicle I hired from the EV Experience Centre in Milton Keynes, mainly because I left the thing switched on for a lot of the night when I thought I'd actually turned it off. Hey, I was a noob, we were all noobs once, cut me some slack. Solving it is really, really simple. You just put jumper cables on the battery terminal and start your car. Once the car started, the 12 volt battery will charge from the traction battery and everything will be fine. However, if your 12 volt battery is old, this could indicate it needs replacing. While your EV is sitting stationary, there could be a voltage leak from the 12 volt battery, and this might occur if, for example, you have a car alarm that drains a little bit of battery every day. 
If you're not using the vehicle for several weeks, it might just drop the charge down below the point at which the car thinks the battery is useful. Remember, you don't have to drain the 12 volt battery for it not to work. You just need it to drop down to a voltage which is lower than the car expects. A 12 volt battery will usually sit, quite ironically, at around 14 volts. If it drops down to about 11.9, 11.8 or lower, the car will often stop interacting with it and deem it to be flat, even though there's still lots of charge left. So how do you deal with this? Well, there are two ways. One way is to get yourself an OBD connector. These are the kind of things that run LeafSpy or similar. You'll have seen them on YouTube videos. They can be bought from Amazon for a reasonable amount, and they link to an app on your phone via a port somewhere inside your car. I have an app called Car Scanner on mine. It's designed originally for fossil fuel cars, but it will work with uh, certain EVs. Uh, one of the entries that it picks up is a reading from the 12 volt battery, and you can monitor this to check if your battery is draining or not. The other way to solve this issue is just to get into your car every few days and start it up. You don't need to go anywhere, you don't even need to do anything, you just sit in your car with the battery on and it will slowly recharge a 12 volt battery in your vehicle. Just sit there for 20 minutes as it replenishes and that's pretty much all you need to do. If you're in the situation where you can take your vehicle out for a spin, such as heading down to the shops or picking up some medication, it's always useful to be able to do this. There are a number of reasons for this, and firstly, it keeps the tyres rotated, otherwise they're sitting on the same patch of rubber for days and weeks on end, which could cause flat spots. Secondly, if you're not in a location with off-street parking and charging, you can take the opportunity to have a quick charge at a nearby charge to keep your state of charge in the 50-80% range. Uh, combining this with shopping can often be done, as many grocery stores now have pod point or genie point charges in their car parks. There's one other item that needs to be discussed, and that's phantom drain on Teslas. Due to the complex systems installed on a Tesla, and the fact that a lot of the systems are managed via a phone app, there exists the potential for phantom drain on a Tesla battery. Typical examples are where you've initiated sentry mode on your car, and it's parked somewhere that could have passing footfall. Every time someone gets close to the car, it will initiate sentry mode, wake the car, record the interaction, and flash the indicators. If there are many such interactions, this will, over time, drain the traction battery. Furthermore, if you're sitting at home constantly checking the vehicle via the app, each time you do that interaction, it will drain the charge from the car. Each interaction is only small, but over time this phantom drain can add up and reduce the range of your Tesla. The easy solution is to switch off sentry mode and limit the number of times you access the vehicle via the app. If your Tesla is permanently connected to a home charger, this is less of an issue, as you can get the maximum setting for the car to 80% and forget about it. One other thing to remember when sitting at home is that we're now in a state where the national grid is using less electricity than on a normal day. It seems counterintuitive that more people at home watching TV, on the computers, making cups of tea, actually results in a lower electricity usage. But this is the case. Factories and office blocks take up huge amounts of power, as does refining petrol for delivery to petrol stations around the country, something which isn't happening as much at the moment. As a result, we tend to have a surplus of electricity at various times of the day and night. If you're on a variable rate tariff for your electricity, now is the perfect time to take advantage of that. Recently, the rate my provider, Octopus, was charging for electricity between 10 in the morning and 4 in the afternoon was negative. During that time, I topped the car up to 80% state of charge, ran a load of washing and mowed the lawn with my electric mower. I also ensured all the phones and tablets, etc. in the house were fully charged 
and it cost me almost zero. Obviously, if you're not on a time of day tariff, it's difficult to see when things like this happen. However, there are apps that can help you check the carbon mix of electricity that's being used. See our cool things section in a minute. And by using the electricity at these times, you're helping to reduce the carbon footprint. During normal days, when you're physically at work, it's not always possible to time these things. Now that we're at home and usage patterns are changing, this is an ideal opportunity to manage our electric carbon footprint more effectively. Finally, I put a call out on Twitter for people to let me know the pluses and minuses of living with an EV during lockdown. One particular response I got from Darren of the Yorkshire EV Group had a positive that hadn't occurred to me. I'll let Darren tell you more. One of the unexpected positives for me is that um, my car's on PCP. I get 9,000 miles a year. But obviously since lockdown, those miles have uh, considerably dropped. And it's probably as well because I only got the car in December and I've been really going over my mileage. Um, to the extent I was starting to worry about, you know, um, the charges at the end of the period. So uh, another positive is that I'm doing so little and so slow when I'm doing my few shopping trips that uh, my efficiency is actually up to 4.5. And the way I drive with my heavy right foot, that is uh, pretty good, really. So, um, yeah, so that, there's two little positives for you. Thanks to Darren and everyone who responded to my tweet. It's time for a cool EV or renewable thing to share with you listeners. There's now a new app you can download that comes directly from the central UK electricity generating organisation, the National Grid. It will show you the mix of sources used to produce electricity, the carbon impact, which times are expected to be lower carbon, maps showing the regional info, as well as tracking records for electricity generation such as the generation and time for the highest amount of electricity created by wind and solar, as well as the lowest coal generation. It's a great little app, and I recommend dropping it onto your phone to monitor what's happening on the grid. Following on from our earlier comment about time-of-day tariffs from electricity suppliers, this app will allow you to identify when the best time is to use electricity in your area, from a low-carbon point of view, even if the actual rate you're being charged does not change. And that's the show for today. Hope you enjoyed listening to it. If you want to contact me, I'm the real Gary C on Twitter or use the EV Musings Twitter account, Musings EV. If you're wanting a quick reference ebook to read on your Kindle, I wrote a little something called So You've Got Electric. It's available on Amazon Worldwide for the measly sum of 99p or equivalent, and it's a great little introduction to living with an electric car. Links for everything I've talked about in the podcast today are in the description. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. It's available on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave a review as it helps raise our visibility and extend our reach in search engines. Thanks, as always, to my co-founder, Simon. You know, with the rate at which he's putting out videos on his YouTube channel, I reckon he must be running ragged getting everything out. Can't be good for him, right? Wrong. I'm doing so little and so slow when I'm doing my few shopping trips that uh, my efficiency is actually up to 4.5. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.